Hi there, we're listening to Billy Carson on um, the uh, Infinite Waters Diving Deep show. It's a YouTube channel too. Billy Carson, UFOs, Aliens, Ancient Civilizations, New Earth, Hidden Knowledge with Infinite Waters. Okay, we'll pull that up so Because I know it's not easy. Oh man, it's not easy. First of all, <laughs> starting out by yourself—you already know because you you understand right. the work that right. goes on behind the scenes. Right. Investing in yourself, investing in yourself initially, and not seeing anything come back. Just keep spending, spending, spending. Do you know that I had Forbidden Knowledge TV before Netflix had streaming TV? Wow. And I wow. was like, okay, the first bill thirteen hundred for bandwidth. The second bill was like thirteen ninety five. The the third bill was like almost fourteen hundred dollars. I was like. I better turn this off for right now. <laughs> so right, right. Prime didn't even exist yet. Amazon Prime Video didn't even exist. So I turned it off, but I kept paying for the name ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. And after Amazon Prime and Netflix and all the other, Hulu, I said, now it's the perfect time. Because, uh, you know, three years ago, when everybody, the competition is out, streaming bandwidth fees have gone down significantly. Now it's my time to enter in and take my fair share of this market. And so just <laughs> understanding that, you know, the, the time, the place, it's all about everything happens in divine time and uh, understanding that, hey, there's a percentage of people that need the message. They need this knowledge. And they've been bombarded, like you said earlier, with all this negativity coming from every angle. We have to be the ones to step in and bring some balance into their life and understand that. So I began to build a team. And when I started building a team, that's when things got much better. In the beginning, the suffering and the pain was wearing a thousand hats and trying to do everything and literally working almost 24 hours a day, working my fingers to the bone for no money, <laughs> for right. no money. People have no idea. Like I was making money on the stock market to make, to pay my bills, which I, I still primarily, you know, do that now, but it's a whole other game. Now the company's doing phenomenal. We've gone from a one man show to a corporate, a multi-conglomerate conglomerate corporation with e-commerce book publishing record label, nice. Um, you know, streaming TV network uh, events and conferences and TV appearances. And now we're in our third round of funding uh, and we're heading into Congratulations. IPO in Congratulations. about 20 days. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll be on NASDAQ eventually. We're, we're, you know, so we're going in the right direction. But the sorrow and the pain in the beginning will make anybody quit because, as you know, the average person will be crushed under that kind of pressure. And it didn't crush me. It only made me stronger. You know, I remind myself when I was younger and how influenced I was by sound frequencies, the music. Success. Oh, this connection to the server timed out. And when I take a look at today's generation, um, there seems like there's a big effort to kind of brainwash people through the music. I know you've, you've got a record label. I know you, you had a great song. Um, I forgot your artist's name. Um, one of <laughs> Donny Arcade. Donny Arcade, exactly. You know, powerful music. So yeah. how huh. come a lot of conscious music is not getting the limelight it deserves in the mainstream? Mm -hmm. And there's such a push for negativity, degrading women, violence, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. killings amongst each other. It yeah. seems that someone is cutting a check somewhere 
in some office, some record executive is cutting a check and saying, hey, go and kill yourself. Hey, go and, you know, why is there such a need to do that? You know, from yeah, these so people these on the top. Execs, yeah, these record execs, they've realized the power of applied neuroscience. They've realized the power of manipulation and they've realized something we talked about earlier in this podcast, the addiction to cortisol and adrenaline. And they said to themselves, man, we can make a lot of money if we sign really talented artists, we over-sexualize them, and then we get them to sing songs or rap to songs that are literally creating more drama and trauma and triggering and stimulating those same hormones. So now, on the other side, you can make the same amount of money and have a much better impact with positivity, with the stuff that we do, with conscious lyrics and conscious rap, which sounds like trap music, but it's really empowering. But they say, no, we're, all they could think of is the dark side. The power, the power can be used for darkness or light, just like the Jedi, right? You, you can, they use it for light. The empire wants to use it for the dark. And so, but it's the same, it's the same exact source. It's the same exact <laughs> energy force. And so they've said, we're going to take the dark side all the way. And we're going to manipulate millions of people through hormone stimulation. And when you sign to our label, we're going to give you some money to make you happy. And while you have this money, you're going to only put out songs that we approve. And those songs are going to make sure that it tears down the fabric of society because that's going to bring us a lot of money. It's going to create a lot of crime. That's going to drive more addiction to the music. And it's a bad cycle. And so that's what they do. And so, but people found that listening to 432 Hertz music, 528 Hertz music with empowering, empowering lyrics with just as talented artists as that are doing the dark stuff can have the same and more positive effect and give you a release of different types of hormones and uplift and enlighten and inspire people from the inside out and get them to be positive and happy and spread that message. So, you because, know, because how I see it as well, you know, what I see me being a content creator as well. And I see that things are speeding up on the planet. <laughs> We're in a quickening. And I was wa watching yeah. a documentary on Quincy Jones, right? And and he was yeah. he produced a Thriller album, uh, mm -hmm. you know, off the wall. He did a lot of Michael Jackson's great songs. But they yeah. spent so much time, you know, perfecting it, making it a masterpiece. And, you know, we were just talking about how today's music doesn't have that same classic feel to it. It seems like people yeah. are in a rush just to create because every day there's a new story. Things are just like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. People don't even have mm -hmm. the time to create good art, you know. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is, how are we going to get back to the place of creating classics? How are we going to get back to that time of building pyramids? Well, we had time to create yeah. monuments which stand the test of time in a world mm -hmm. where everything is TikTok, go, go, go. People don't yeah, even no. have time to brush their teeth. Let's <laughs> yeah. this. That's real. <laughs> but, you know, the beautiful part about this civilization is that everything is cyclical. It's cycles, right? We're living in a cyclical civilization, so rise and fall. Bell bottoms come in, bell bottoms go out, bell bottoms come back again, bell bottoms come Afros come in, they go out. Different types of outfits and clothes that people wear, you know, mullet, the mullet haircut comes in, it goes out, it comes in. So we're living in a cycle, a civilization full of cycles. And just as we're, we had gone through, you and I, Fortunately, lived through the cycle of real creativity and real art and music, and now we're in the garbage age. Eventually, we're going to get back to that real, true creativity, real passion, real love, real quality production in terms of 
what the message coming from the artist was and how it was put out. Uh, we'll get back to that because we're living in these cycles. And so right now we're in a cycle of, you know, mumble rap and, and, uh, and detriment and kill my brother and, and rape my sister and give them drugs and pills and take pills and drugs and I want to kill myself. That's what's going on now. But that cycle also too will rotate and then the rise of the conscious music is going to take on full force. I remember in 2018, I, I produced an album with Donnie Arcade called The Return of Enki. And that album hit Billboard for eight weeks in four categories. Wow. And that's when I said to myself, the time is coming. It's coming back. We will, at some point in the near future, this type of music is going to take over the mainstream. And you'll see mainstream artists walking away from big labels getting independent and putting out the stuff that they really truly want to put out. Because if you ask them a lot of questions, which I've seen them in certain interviews and podcasts, they don't even want to speak that stuff. They've been forced to in order to keep that paycheck coming because now they have this, they have this lifestyle. And in order to maintain that lifestyle, they got to keep putting out garbage. Right. And I said that we're entering the age of truth right now. And then Cat Williams said that as well on his viral show with Shannon Sharp, you know, and it yeah. seems that anytime a celebrity kind of Shout out to show with Shannon Sharp, you know, and it seems that anytime a celebrity kind of, and I always say we are the real celebrities anyway, but anytime someone in the Matrix kind of says something about exposing the industry, kind of goes viral. And it seems like that's what people yeah. are really after, you know. Yeah. And I heard Kanye West talking about how we're just entertainers you know there's people above us which are far more powerful so i've always wondered like who has the lord of the ring who who is really pulling the strings who's who's really in control of this thing in the film leave the world behind one of the characters says the scary part is no one is in control <laughs> you know <Yeah>. and <laughs> you know it made me think like nobody's in control like because sometimes people say it might be the vatican it might be you know the people um, the Vatican and whatnot, or someone above them, like who is in your mind, who is really pulling the strings? Who really has Where that power to influence everything? Yeah, because the celebrities Petition. don't, they got to answer to someone, they have to answer the to someone, Vatican. the presidents have to answer to someone. So, um, even JFK couldn't say what he wanted to say, you know, they took him out. So, you wonder who is really pulling the strings. I mean, through your research, where does that lead you to? <laughs> who who has the ring the of power? The Nazis are... Yeah, born. the Council for Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, and the Skull and Crossbones Secret Society, and some of the other secret societies, they're the ones behind the scenes that have the power that sit on the boards Wait, of the Bilderberg Group, and the Skull and Crossbones Secret Society, and some of the other secret societies, they're the ones behind the scenes. In a hundred years, but it answers someone. They have to answer to someone. Yeah, the presidents have to answer to someone. So um, even JFK couldn't say what he wanted to say. You know, they took him out. So you wonder who is really pulling the strings. I mean, through your research, where does that lead you mm -hmm. to? Bilderberg. Who, who has the ring of power? Yeah. The Council for Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, and the Skull and Crossbones Secret Society. some of the other secret societies they're the ones behind the scenes that have the power that sit on the boards of these multi-billion 
dollar corporations uh, in government and that pull a lot of the strings in the background and make things happen. When those people have meetings, their meetings aren't about, hey, let's, let's network and do a deal, Bill or John. Let's, you know, let's figure out what we're going to do together. How can we collaborate and make some money? No, their meetings are, in 10 years, we're going to see this on the planet. And this is what your part is, what your part is, what your part is. In 20 years, in 100 years, to answer to someone. They have to answer to someone. Yeah, the presidents have, have to answer to someone. So um, even JFK couldn't say what he wanted to say. You know, they okay. took him out. So they're the ones behind the scenes that have the power that sit on the boards of these multi-billion dollar who's corporations. Who's behind the screen? Who's behind the... Who's uh, behind the... multi-billion dollar corporations uh, in government and that pull a lot of the strings in the background and make things happen. When those people have meetings, their meetings aren't about, hey, let's, let's network and do a deal, Bill or John. Let's, you know, let's figure out what we're going to do together. How can we collaborate and make some money? No, their meetings are, in 10 years, we're going to see this on the planet. And this is what your part is, what your part is, what your part is. In 20 years, in 100 years, in 500 years, this is what we're going to do on the planet. And this is how your next two generations are going to run and control and blah, 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 blah. Those are their meetings. Their meetings aren't, hey, man, let's see what we can do. Uh, what, what, what do you got going on? No, that's not that's not what their meetings are. Their meetings are about control and domination from the beginning to the end and what role each one of them are going to play and how they're going to play it out for generations. They plan for hundreds of years in the future. They don't plan for tomorrow. The average person can't conceive this because they're saying, when I get my paycheck on Friday, I'm going to buy some groceries and to pay this car payment. And I might have a little bit left over to go hang out with my friends. No, they don't. They don't think like that. They're thinking for hundreds of years. They're thinking centuries in advance, maybe even eons in advance. Well, it, it comes to the question of who is God, who is who is the creator. In their minds, they are the creator. Do what thou wilt. You know, people like Alistair Crowley, all of these people, you know, they believe that they are the gods. Um, and one thing I noticed that even a lot of people in um, Luciferian cults and all of these people, um, you know, they, they actually follow universal laws and they study ancient Egypt and all of this, this occult information. And mm -hmm. it made me realize that actually a lot of these people, because Lucifer means morning star or whatever, but a lot of these people yeah. who are really uh, pulling the strings, they're no dummies. And they're also following universal law so that they don't get caught up in the karma of their actions. Yeah. You know, so what, mm -hmm. what's your take on that in terms of how come these bloodlines are always in power? Um, yeah. Are they following universal laws? I mean, are they aware of them? What's happening? Man, you hit it right on the head. <laughs> listen, listen, man. They are literally following the hermetic principles. Right, Which right. used to be the ancient hermetic principles. They live by that stuff. And like I was saying earlier, you have the force, which can be used for good and can also be used for evil. Isaiah in the Bible, the book of Isaiah, God says, I create the good and I create the evil. Do it, I, saith the Lord. So we're talking about one entity that's creating good and evil, not the devil, not Lucifer, not the people. God says it that, that, that I create the evil. And so when you begin to look at that as a metaphor and understand that 
there's a there's power in the knowledge of the universal laws. I teach these laws all the time in my workshops and my classes. All right. And the first the first hermetic principle is all is mind. That's the first one. I spend two hours on all is mind when I'm teaching two hours. Right. The principle of cause and effect and all these other laws, they utilize that and they bend the matrix to their will based on the energy that they want to put into those universal laws because it doesn't worth, doesn't matter whether you use it for good or for bad. The law is the law. That's why I try to tell people, these people, like you said, they're walking around believing that they are God and they got the right to rule over us. And my answer to them is, no, I am God. And I don't give you permission to rule over me. I give myself permission to rule over myself. I take control of myself and my life and you have nothing to do with it. And imagine 8 billion people standing up to 1% of the world and saying, no, we are God and you don't have the right to dominate us anymore. We're not going to play your game. We all proved, we meaning the world proved that we could shut down the planet, right? That was the whole pandemic. And guess what? It turned back on again and everything was fine. So why can't we collaborate together and shut down the whole planet and say, we're not going to turn the planet back on until you guys sit down and we're going to negotiate the terms of our agreement and how we want to run this planet and the economic system that we're going to put into place and what type of security and military and everything else, the laws and regulations that we're going to put in place as a people on the entire planet. Forget the invisible lines and everything else. We're not turning it back on until you do what we tell you to do. Imagine that. Right, that right. We, we give away that God power to them, and they take our hopes and wishes and dreams and our begging and wishing and crying and sobbing and begging, and they alchemically convert that energy that we give out into kingdoms for themselves. But do we hate the game, or do we become a better player? Because... Um, as I see it, you know, people like Karl Marx said religion is the opiate for the masses. And I always say religion is for people who are afraid to go to hell. Spirituality is for people who've already been there. And you've had yeah. videos where you said, what if uh, one of your videos, I can't remember it word for word, but it was about the Bible and, and who really wrote the Bible. And mm. a lot of people, especially in this world, are religious, right? Billions of people whether it's Islam, Christianity, whatever it is, Judaism, um, Buddhism, a lot of people hold their faith dearly. And if you challenge it, you're the enemy. And I've seen that, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of people, <clears throat> sometimes they label things, when people are really thinking outside of the box, they say, oh, that's the devil. That's this new age witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> then they run back to their book. So, what what was done to people? You know, what was done to people to kind of get them in that mindset? And how can they get out of that mindset? If, like, everything that is showing them a way out, they're saying is actually the enemy. Yeah. Those people are stuck in the matrix. They're plugged in to that device in the back of Neo's head. They're still plugged into the computers. To the, to the machines, and the machines are draining and sucking their energy to create kingdoms, which is what I was just talking about. And I'm taking everyone, as many people as I can, kicking and, street and screaming into a golden age. I'm snatching them, and I'm ripping away belief systems, one belief system at a time. I'm <laughs> snatching out of their bodies, yeah. and it hurts. I understand the pain that they're in, because when somebody comes and challenges your belief system that you believed in since the time you were in the embryonic stage, 
because it's passed in through RNA from the from the father's bloodline into the mother, and you're born with this belief system in your body, and then you then it's pounded into your brain your whole life. And here I come and I snatch it out of your body with lot with pure logic and facts. It it's painful and it hurts. So some people will take the pain and feel that pain. And the people that can feel that psychological pain and fight through it to the other side and begin to ask questions and do more research, they're the ones that free themselves from that matrix. That cord pops out of the back of their head and they go down the tube and now they're free. The other people that suffer from that pain, they, as soon as the pain comes, they, they, wanna, they shy away from it. They go back from the pain and they want to stay plugged in. And they'll do anything to defend that pain from coming back. Whether it be kill you, harm you, scream at you, yell at you, troll you, make fake news about you, whatever they could possibly do to stop you from giving them that feeling that they were wrong this entire time. It's not them that's just feeling that. When you do that to somebody, generations inside their body through epigenetic memory, 15 to 20 generations are crying out at the same time, saying, oh my God, please stop this guy. And so that's what's really going on. That, the, the video you're talking about, my book, I mean, my podcast was, Could the God of the Bible be Satan? Which I truly believe right. that it is. And so do the Gnostics also believe that in the Nag Hammadi scripts. It's not, I'm not the first person to come up with that conclusion. Because like I said before in, in the podcast, you have this one book that's based on ancient texts that nobody even knows exists because they're programmed into this one book that's really a hodgepodge of remixed information from thousands of year old tablets and so forth. And somebody put their remix and put their touch on it to okay things like slavery and killing and raping and everything else and wars and murder and so forth and so on. And now you're- And the crusades. This dogma. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you're programming yourself with this right. nonstop. And here I come and say, this entity that you're running from, this Satan entity, most likely is the person that orchestrated this book in this particular remixed format in order to lead you to your demise so that you're worshiping and praying to the same one that you've been running from. Because this entity has the highest IQ according to you guys. Other than God, the next one in line is this entity you call Satan or the devil. And you're trying to tell me this person is, is, is this entity or this being, this, this cherubim, it's not even an angel, he's a cherubim, is so wise, all the people on the earth's IQ couldn't match it. But he's going to follow what's in this ordained book until his own demise without asking any questions. Just this is my path that I got to go. You don't think this entity knows about this book? So in my personal opinion, this book is orchestrated by the being and leading you to your own demise. It's a huge, huge trick. And when you begin to think of it that way and then take and reverse engineer the Bible into older languages and find out where the sources came from and you get the real full stories, you're like, oh, man, I've been duped. And so, but my job is to continue to snatch those belief systems out of people's bodies and just rip it away like a wraith. Right. And wake up as many people as I possibly can. Because they even tell you in the Bible, ye are gods, right? And a lot of ye people, when gods. they awaken, they actually realize they are gods. We are gods and goddesses in human bodies, multidimensional beings That's having right. a human experience. At the same That's time, right. um, do you believe or know that there is also something outside of us, or is it inside of us? Is there another force around which, uh, you know, in quantum physics and science, they say the field, divine intelligence, um, the one who created this simulation? Or, you know, is there something outside yeah. of us, or are we the be-all and end-all? Or is there something 
that we have to bow down to because this is what a lot of people are worshipping. Um, yeah. You know, this force that created everything. Just like if you create a video game, you are the author of it. And the people in the right. video game must worship you. So is there a higher power that has created this planet and given human beings intelligence and civilization and all, all kind of things? Great question. I believe that there's a higher power and a divine energy that has helped to build this entire realm, this entire multiverse. Now, where quantum physicists get lost because sometimes they're not focusing up on the spiritual aspect and philosophy, understanding that, yes, we're, we're, there's an energetic grid, but guess what? We are all part of the grid. We are embedded in the grid. So even though we have the illusion that we're moving through the grid, we're not. We are the grid, and the grid is also us. And the divine spark that created everything in the entire universe is inside of every atom in our body. Now, our minds do not create consciousness. We all, scientists, agree with that. We are downloading consciousness. They discovered that the human synapses tend to somehow appear and even phase out of the third dimension. And they said, well, where are they going? Well, we're connecting to higher dimensions. We're connecting to our higher self. See? And so when you begin to understand that we are the grid, we meaning us and everything that appears to be invisible around us is all on the grid. Me, you, this microphone, and everything in between, the space in between is all on the energetic grid. That's why the, the, the Akashic records are real. That's why the book of life is real, which are two in the same, one in the same. Why? Because every thought we think, it leaves our skull and it goes and gets embedded into the energetic grid because every thought wave is a wave of light that we know for a fact in science with an EEG machine, we can capture your thoughts and put it to a computer. So all these thoughts leave and everything that's embedded in that thought, the actual uh, things you're thinking about, like data, is on that wave that gets put into the grid and it stays there forever. So there is an Akashic record, there is a book of life where all the information is located. However, I don't believe that it's our, our birthright to feel like we have to bend down and bow down to any entity or being at all. Because I believe that we are just a fractal of God itself. And notice I didn't say him, because I don't believe there's a gender that can be attributed to any type of a creator. There's no gender. I believe that it's itself. Because we don't know, and I don't believe that a man is the creator of this universe because too much male energy becomes toxic. There has to be a balance. So I say itself, and whatever itself is, whatever it means for anyone, well, in my opinion, it's a God. But what type of a God? I think that God is a frequency. My opinion is that God is a frequency, and I believe that the face of God is the flower of life itself. If you look at the flower of life, I believe that you're looking at the face of God because we know that the flower of life exists in every Planck unit in space-time throughout the entire universe, maybe even throughout the entire multiverse. And through the Vesica Pisces, where the circles intersect, we know that life emanates and energy emanates into existence, into this dimension from higher dimensions. And so I believe that bowing down is a low frequency. I believe in the law of attraction, and I believe low frequency brings back low frequency. So bowing down and begging and groveling, if I connect you to an EEG machine and connect it to a computer and put a cosine wave on the screen, I'll see a very low frequency, which means a high trough and a low bow with wide spaces in between. Now, if I have you stand up tall, shoulders back, 
and being, you know, excited and happy and, and power, feeling powerful and connect that to an EEG machine, I'll see very short close in, uh, you know, uh, cosine waves. And that means high energy. And I believe the universe is feeding off of that. High energy brings back high frequency stuff. Low energy, low frequency brings back low frequency stuff. So bowing down and groveling, I don't think that's man's mandate. I think our mandate is to stand in our true power, believe the powers in us, believe that God is in us and that we are God walking in the fresh, or we are a fractal of the whole, that we have the power inside of us already. And I think when people take that mindset, they'll reclaim their true power. Right. Uh, you, you're into music like myself. I'm, I, I play the guitar as well. So I always know that low and high notes, you need that for music, just like you need yeah. positive and negative for the battery, right? So a lot of people who are waking up sometimes or who are really about you know, the new earth and going to the next level, sometimes they just want to be righteous. And I always say, wait, that's a trap as well. <laughs> because yeah. part of part of uh, the battery is positive and negative, right? So a lot of people have told me, sometimes I talk to them in a certain way, they say, oh, I thought you were spiritual. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right, right? Because... I'm sure it's happened to you as well, because people forget that you have both sides. You're not just this super saint. You know, you have the yin and the yang, the positive and the negative. That's authenticity, right? right. So um, how do you deal with people who just want you to be perfect, the perfect Billy Carson who is just always so-called positive without no negativity? Right. So, um, and I'm glad you said that. Another thing that I do, I purposefully purposefully do my own... Uh, you know, social experiments. And I'll post some things sometimes that might get people a little perturbed or twerked, tweaked or whatever you want to call it. You know, like somebody comments negatively on something. I might screenshot their comment and reply to it in a very educational way, though, and repost that. Some people go, I thought you were this spiritual guru. How can you post this? (laughs) I'm just showing you guys. I'm giving you a reflection of what I see. I'm showing you. I'm giving you a reflection back. So sometimes you could take no, like you know, maybe I shouldn't just randomly start random dropping these crazy comments on people's comments, and, uh, content, and posts. But also, I started the. Well, I didn't start, but I got on the podcast with Elizabeth, my wife, her biohacking podcast, because on there we're very transparent and we talk about ourselves like normal people, and our goods and our bads and the things we did and the things that we've gone through, so people can see that I'm like a normal person. I have the ups and downs. I've been through. I've been homeless. You know what I'm saying? I've been, uh, I've been, str- I've struggled. I was poor. You know, I walked around with holes in my shoes. You know, I went through all these different stages of life. I made it rich and then lost it all in a real estate collapse so that people can see, oh, wow, this guy's really relatable. Like he's a regular person. I'm not a saint. You know, it takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of meditation. It takes a lot of self work to maintain a certain level of your persona where you can get through and move through a lot of things that would really tick you off on a daily basis. It's a lot easier to get angry, to flip off somebody, to curse somebody out. That's like, that's a, that's a piece of cake. But it takes more restraint and conscious work to like take a minute between the response and the, and the, and the, and the reaction, you know, the situation and the reaction to take that response time and make it a little bit of a space in between 
so that you can really analyze the situation and figure out how you're going to come at it or not come at it or go around it or whatever. And so that's part of the growing process. And I'm still in the growing process. Every single day, I have to learn how to grow more and more and more. It's a never-ending process because the darkness is always in you. It's in every single person. You have yin and you have yang, like you said. It's only... You can't eliminate darkness. Anyone who thinks that they're going to be able to completely eliminate darkness is fooling themselves. What you can do is learn how to control darkness. That's all you can do. Learn how to fight it, but you can't stop it. Right, and we don't want to remove darkness because this whole universe is dark energy, dark matter for a reason. And darkness absorbs light. (laughs) Right? So, congratulations, you just got married. In today's generation, a lot of people are searching for their soulmate, their twin flame. They're searching for the one to complete them or, you know, just a partner in life. And, you know, you have dating apps, Tinder, all of these apps, yet people still have no success. What do you feel that people need to learn about attracting a mate into their life that's going to be a partner in their life that they need? Right. The first thing is they have to take away all these requirements uh, in terms of physical requirements. That's the first thing. Take away the physical requirements. Take that and slide it out. Once you slide that out, you got half what, the What if people one. say, well, males are visual creatures? How we're programmed males biologically. That's a fact. But the universe knows you, and it knows what you like and what you want. It knows you by who you are. But once you start putting that in, I fell for that trap, and I actually got with that person and got married to that person for over 20 years. And I felt like I did a 25 year sentence. <laughs> okay. Wow. It was a horrible situation that I was in. I didn't want to leave because I wanted to make sure all my kids at the time were all grown up and gone off to college and got out of the house and everything. So I, I stayed because of that. But that was a long time to spend in the wrong situation. And I did that because the person caught my eye and I went even though I knew the person wasn't really right for me I strictly went off the looks only I went off the body only I was only going for that oh it didn't matter things will work out some kind of which way right at least I got that to look at man that's hollow and if you if that's what you're gonna follow you can literally waste some of the best years of your life I was lucky enough that I maintained enough vitality and strength inside of myself to be able to move on until I found the real person that's the real, uh, you know, uh, lifetime mate for me. But I think that's a big problem. The next thing is, is to focus on yourself and get in love with yourself. A lot of people don't love themselves and they're looking for love. You can't find love unless you love yourself. You'll find something out there and think it's love, but that's an illusion. It's not really love. You have to love yourself. You have to be happy with yourself. When I took time off to myself, I took myself on dates. I hung out with myself. I spent a lot of time with myself. I even have pictures of me saying I'm on my own. I took myself on a date on Facebook. People can go down my feet. You'll find it. Evidence, right? So I began to learn how to be comfortable being alone and being with me and being who I am and working on myself, figuring out who I really am, working on my strengths and my weaknesses and trying to develop myself consciously. And then the next thing was, is talking to the universe saying, I have a lot of things that are positive about me, but I have a lot, some things that are negative about me. How can I find someone that can help me, that can help, you know, build this puzzle, another piece that can come and make me whole and, and, and let me make a, a masterpiece. And that's exactly what came along. And I didn't, um, I didn't worry about the, the size, the color, the race. Let me make a, pa- Wait, hold on. 
I took myself on dates. I hung out with myself. I spent a lot of time with myself. I even have pictures of me saying I'm on my, I took myself on a date on Facebook. People can go down my feed. You'll find it. Evidence, right? So I became things that are positive about peace that come and make what is this I took myself on dates I hung out with myself I spent a lot of time with myself I even have focus on yourself and be, get in love with yourself a lot of people don't love themselves and they're looking for love you can't find love unless you love yourself you'll find something out there and think it's love but that's Carson. An illusion. It's not really love. You have to love yourself. You have to be happy with yourself. When I took time off to myself, I took myself on dates. I hung out with myself. I spent a lot of time with myself. I even have pictures of me saying I'm on my I took myself on a date on Facebook. People can go down my feed. You'll find it. Evidence. Right. So I began to learn how to color the race, the shape. I didn't worry about any of that. What is this person bringing to the table? Because I know I'm going to bring the whole damn table. <laughs> what is this Yeah. I'm gonna bring the whole damn table. <laughs> what is this? Hey there. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio. I'm gonna bring the whole damn table. <laughs> what is this person right, gonna bring right. to the table? Right. right. I, I didn't want to go on another rescue mission. I did rescue missions before. No more rescue missions. I'm not going on the body type only on anymore. I need brains. And I need somebody that can bring something to the table or bring their own table with them. And that's what the universe brought me in Elizabeth. And I'm so happy right now. Well, it's, it's inspirational to see because I always say you need that along your journey. You've just written a new yeah. book. Congratulations. Please talk about it. And what was your inspiration to write this book? Fantastic. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I love that. I, I need it. Yeah. I'm going to get a copy. I'm going to support it. Most definitely. Oh, when you. is it thank coming you, out? Is it out? Where can people it's get it? It's out now. It's on Amazon. The Epic of Humanity is on Amazon right now. It's a bestseller already. It's only been out for one week. And wow. it's number one in Assyrian and Mesopotamian civilizations, prehistory, and Babylonian history. So it's number one in three ancient history categories. And on Amazon, there are 32.5 million books across all categories. It hit number 50 on the bestsellers oh, list. Wow. Phenomenal achievement. And talk to us about what the book is really um, comprising of for the, for the audience well, we're and the readers. About the real epic of humanity. We're going all the way back, millions of years. Right? We're going to the Pleiadian star system. We're talking about, and it's all based on ancient texts, scriptures, papyruses, cylinder scrolls from all around the world. And we've given at least come forward a little bit about to about 200,000 years ago to give a history from about 200,000 years until current day, all based on what? Based on ancient texts. And this book has the most references to ancient texts, tablets, papyruses, scripture, cylinder scrolls, and written text in the world, all in one book with actual excer excerpts from those texts in the book with full breakdowns and explanations and a storyline that breaks it down from where we came from to how we got to where we are right now. All in one book, the only one of its type in the world, The Epic of Humanity. I love that title already. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm going to get it. I'm going to support it. And what would you say the one thing the average, the average person on the streets or in this world needs to know? 
if you could just tell one thing to every person on this planet, give them one piece of information, what would that be? I would tell them that stop worrying about everything going on on the outside. We have to really believe that we are the change that we've been waiting for. We are the savior that we have been waiting for. Stop waiting for someone to come and save you. Stop waiting for all these changes to happen on the outside. If we change ourselves on the inside, forgive ourselves for our past transgressions. We forgive ourselves. Don't wait on some outside source to do that. And we begin to change who we are on the inside into a positive light and then begin to be the light. That will be a beacon from the shoreline, like a lighthouse shining bright in the darkness. And other people will flock to you. And those people will get the same message from you. And it'll become a conscious virus that'll spread throughout the world until you know that all of a sudden everyone's waking up to a certain level and working on themselves. Instead of working on the outside, they're working on the inside. Amazing, amazing. And, you know, in the society we've seen that a lot of people who have really tried to uncover the truth and expose the truth they kind of meet some resistance from some other forces you know um and russell brand was attacked or whatever you know other people like that you know they they reach a peak where their videos are getting millions of views and then um you know the matrix says wait a second um (laughs) that happens it happens. It happens. We see this. And, and how come this happens? And surely there must be an equally stronger force of positivity and love and one that wants to get the truth out there. But how mm-hmm. come it always yeah. seems that when people reach this certain level, um, they're, they're met with challenges. Sometimes people come out of the woodwork and say, I'm going to expose you or all, yeah. all kind of things. Um, oh, that's I mean, people have entire YouTube accounts and Instagram accounts dedicated to trying to take me down. Let's talk about not gonna it. Happen. <laughs> it's right. not going to happen. I'm too strong. I'm too powerful. I'm too beautiful. I am God walking in the flesh, living in my true and real power. And so everything that they try to come against you with, it just won't work. Can it hinder you here or there? Can it? Can you feel or uh, feel the pain of some things here or there? Yeah, you, you're a human being. But at the same time, when you know that the power is in you and the message in you is so powerful that it must get out at all costs and all expense, it's going to happen. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. I go and I went and researched all the top famous people that are in the mainstream. And then I went to their accounts and I realized, OK, this is what they're posting. Not too bad. Then I went to people who were creating hate accounts or hatred about them or looked in the comments underneath some of their posts and I saw nothing but spewing hate, spewing trolling, you know, spewing jealousy and everything else. And I began to realize I'm just in the beginning stages of this. It's only going to get worse from here. So let me get my skin thick now. Let me prepare myself now. Let me stick my back straight up, put my chest straight out and be ready to put on my conscious helmet, and I'm going through head first because it's going to come. It's going to come. You're going to meet that adversity level. I'm at the point now where I'm breaking. I'm cracking in through the mainstream. I've been on ABC News several times, uh, CBS. i got a show coming out that I'm doing on, on the Armstrong Williams show, which is on ABC. You know, I mean, all these, and all of a sudden, so I'm a Trojan horse. I'm going in from the inside out. I'm exploding the mainstream. I'm going to get hit with all kinds of stuff upside the head. I'm already prepared for it. Know that it's coming. 
know that it's going to happen. So when it happens, it's like, oh, not a big shock. I knew this was going to come. Right. And that's that's why I said uh, when you expose yourself, they can't use it against you. It's like B-Rabbit in 8 Mile. He says everything bad about himself, so you can't use it against him. Right? And, And I feel... That's what people have to do as well, because you see a lot of people in the mainstream are just ratchet, you know, in a low frequency and they get away with it. Yeah. Right. And I always say yeah. people who are spreading information, uplifting humanity, um, yeah. they've got nothing to be ashamed of That's because right. we're doing no, the work. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's hard work. And what it's you hard do, work. man, what you do. I watch your post. Every time I open up my feet, you pop up nonstop. I say, this guy's, you're making me want to. I'm like, I got to go harder. This guy's right, going harder. Right. I got to go harder. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, man, I, be, I turn around. Ralph, I get notification. Ralph, Ralph, I'm like, man, this guy's going in. I got to do right. more. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's great because we're feeding off each other in a positive way. And it's like, it's hard work. People don't realize how hard this is to be consistent and to continue to push through no matter what and do this consistently for year after year after year. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of pressure. And now we're seeing uh, rewards in our favor. We're seeing that actually we were right all along. You know, uh, Dr. Fauci came out saying actually the the two meter six foot uh, social distancing rule just appeared. There was no science to it. So already we're seeing things that we were right all along. And a lot of people are waking up. How do you see the awakening in the mainstream um, happening and unfolding for humanity in the next few months and year? Years that are coming. We've got to realize it's a slow process, but the mainstream is waking up. More and more actors are coming forward and speaking out and going against what's been going on like in Hollywood and behind the scenes and major corporations and so forth. There's a lot of whistleblowers and people coming forth saying, no, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to stand up for ourselves and we're not going to allow this abuse to continue. And so this process is a gradual process, little by little. But what's happening is people are getting used to being like, you know, it's okay to it's okay to speak out. Oh, wow. So and so spoke out. It's okay to speak out. Oh, it's okay to stand up for this or not stand up for that or be against this or be against that. So now it's also having a reverse effect reprogramming the minds of their fans who were not into anything that we're talking about, but all of a sudden now they're beginning to question reality, begin to see beyond the veil because their favorite person is saying sudden, sudden, such isn't right. And so now they're digging into it too. So they're becoming researchers. So it's this weird effect that's happening. But in the next five to 10 years, I think things are going to take a major swing in the opposite direction. And I really do believe, like we talked about earlier, the era of better music that we experienced right years ago growing up is coming back in all aspects of reality and humanity. This gradual, slow process back towards beauty and real art and consciousness and love and appreciation uh, and, and the divide and conquer and the realization that these divide and conquer tactics actually exist. And they've been separating us from our brothers and sisters this whole time. And the people at the top, they don't even care about race. They just want to keep us separated and fighting each other so they can make all the money. And that realization, I believe, is going to come forward within the next 10 to 15 years. Right. And, you know, I, I always have to commend you on how, you know, you don't look a day over 25. Right. You look mad young. And, and mm-hmm. it's not just me saying it. It's just the truth. So thanks, man. I, I'm, I'm looking at a science journal saying that there's a jellyfish that never dies. Right. There's a jellyfish in the ocean that's immortal. And I'm like, that's incredible. It's able to reverse wow. its life cycle. 
And I'm thinking, how come human beings kind of, you know, the oldest woman is like 116 right now in the world, and that's the oldest. I'm like, surely we can live longer than that, and people have done in the past. Um, is this lost information coming back to humanity that actually um, we can actually live a lot longer than we have been? You know. Oh yeah, it's all coming back now. So, uh, uh, geneticists discovered that chromosome number two in the human body was taken out and fused together about 200,000 years ago, and then telomere caps were put on each end of the chromosomes, which limit our lifespan around 200,000 years ago. Why is that important? Because around 200,000 years ago, the Sumerian tablets talk about the tale of Yahweh, a.k.a. Enlil, Yahweh in the Bible, coming back and seeing this tower being built into the heavens with a shem being put on top. And uh, in the Bible, it's the Tower of Babel. Like, like I said, the real story is always in these ancient tablets. But Enlil gets pissed off at the humans because he's I'm like, whatever they set their hearts like the to, out to do, the they guards. can achieve it. And he realizes that, wait a minute, they outnumber us. I need to do something about it. I can't allow this to happen. So he destroys the tower and he takes the people and he confuses their language. He changes their language, makes them speak different languages. He has his people spread them out around the world into different regions so they can't collaborate. And then he says, my seed shall not abide in man forever. His years shall be 120. That exact quote made it into the Bible. That exact, the exact way I just said it is in the Bible, where Yahweh in the Bible says the years shall be 120. And guess what they found out at Harvard? They found out at Harvard that because of this chromosome and these telomeres, the man, mankind's lifespan maximum is 120 years under the most pristine conditions. Wow. Now they've shortened that with pharmaceuticals and, and processed foods and everything else. But that's our real lifespan, 120 years. So they said, hmm, now go back into the ancient texts and tablets. We discover that mankind was living way more than 120 years prior to that event. We know that even in the Old Testament of the Bible, there's people living for 900 years and so forth and so on. And the, and the, um, uh, the Sumerian kings list in the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford, England, there's people that were ruling for 36,000 years. One guy ruled for 28,800 years. So wow. that's just a ruling time. What about the lifespan? So we know that lifespans are, are, these avatar bodies have the capability of living for a very, very, very long time. The technology to understand that is now finally coming back. But the same Harvard scientist discovered how to stop the degradation of telomeres in mice. And he got mice to live three times their normal lifespan which means now they understand how to extend life just by that one method. That's one of many, which means that if we don't take back control of this planet, they're going to sell us time. That's what's going to happen next. Right, right. You go, oh, you want to live to 50? Well, this is what it's going to cost you. You want to live to 100? Oh, this is what it's going to cost you. Oh, you're in this class of people? You can only live to 50, then you're done. We need fresh people in here. See, so we have to realize that they are going to have the capability of controlling lifespans now. So we have to really be studious in taking back control of this planet. Right, right. And one fascinating thing I find is that, you know, there's a saying that all life is sacred. Some people believe that and some people say, actually, no, every life feeds off another life form. And I was, I'm plant-based. I've been plant-based for over 18 years, but I'm open-minded, right? I always say, eat whatever rocks your boat, right? I'm open-minded yeah. to see from both perspectives, right? So I know in the wild... Yeah. Um, it's, you know, kill or be killed sometimes, but there's a balance there. 
and I was listening to one guy on the Rogan podcast saying that actually, um, even if you're going after some kale, we are all here to consume each other. You know, something consumes that kale. Yeah, we're consuming. I mean, the right. kale is alive. The kale, not only is kale alive, we've discovered now that plants are conscious. I'm not just saying it philosophically. I'm talking about, like, scientifically, they're conscious. They can sense when somebody's next to them. They could even, in some cases, sense different colors. They have the cap- They have a brain. They are, their entire, it's, their entire body is the stalk or the stem itself and all the branches and leaves. It is the whole brain. It is an actual living brain. And they also feel they were able to connect plants to a machine that sends out frequencies and sounds. And they even scream when they're being hurt or injured. So we're talking about consuming conscious beings when we talk about consuming plants. Now, like I said earlier, even the atoms in this remote control that I'm holding in my hand are conscious because we know electrons are conscious from the double slit experiment in quantum physics. So that means the remote is conscious. That means a rock is conscious. That means my clothes are conscious. And imagine teaching a child from a very young age that everything that exists, whether you think it's inanimate or animate, is actually conscious because it's made made up of conscious atoms. And you must respect it and treat it with dignity and respect. Imagine raising a kid that way. And imagine raising generations that way. What kind of planet will we live on now? This planet would be miraculous. We would be living in heaven right now today. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. That's that's truly well spoken because you have to realize everything is conscious. Everything is alive. And um, brother, I just want to respect your time. Thank you. And, and once again, you've you've really this has been a blockbuster. You've packed this show with so much amazing information for all of us to really uh, digest. And I always want to keep these these shows really impactful and short and sweet. And you've yeah. done that. And please give people uh, the details of where they can find your work, where they can find your new book, what else you have upcoming and going on. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, you can get everything on ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number four. That's why I hold up these four fingers all the time. ForbiddenKnowledge with the number four, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Or my TV network is ForbiddenKnowledgeTV. You can get it on your app store, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, iOS App Store, Google Play Store, or the web at 4BK.TV. I'm a best-selling author now of three books. The Epic of Humanity is my newest, hottest bestseller available on um, on Amazon. And upcoming this year, we have the second annual Forbidden Conscious Awards coming up in Miami. We'll have 1,850 people there this time. Last year was 1,200 people. We want to see Ralph Smart in the house. I'll be so there. I'll be you. there. Listen, you're going to get <laughs> nominated. So you have to, because people have already been, already been voting and putting your name in the voting uh, box. So you got to tell people more people to vote for you. And thank you. Really thank done you. by real votes, and you might actually win a conscious award down there in Miami. So we have that coming up in August, that. August 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, no problem. It's going to be, this one's going to be 10 times better than even the first one. So it's going to be mind blowing. And of course, we have two big tours coming up one tour of Turkey coming up in September. But y'all spend my birthday with me. I'll be, I'll be going down with you into Derunkuyu, an underground city built in ancient times to hold 30,000 people, the Gobekli Tepe, Karahan Tepe, and all the ancient sites around Turkey. And then in, in October, I'm going to take 
uh, a, whole, a huge group of people on private tours of Egypt for 12 days. So those tours and the information also on ForbiddenKnowledge.com. And you can also become an investor in Forbidden Knowledge and own shares where you can earn and learn by going to ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Amazing, amazing. Once again, and lastly, um, you know, a lot of people feel something major is coming this year, 2024. There's been something big happening every year since the start of the decade. What's, what's your take on that? I believe since we're heading into 2025, right, so we're at we're the beginning, I think we're going to see a lot of amazing, enlightening things happening this year arise in the support of the consciousness of humanity, arise in the support from mainstream individuals co-signing or approving or talking about things that you and I are really passionate about that you never heard heard them talk about before. I think that's going to be a huge sign going down into this year that we'll begin to see more of these mainstream people begin to lean more towards the information that, that we're passionate about. Once again, the amazing Billy Carson. Deep Divers, go and support that book. Check that book out, that new book by him. And once again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Everyone is busy right now, especially with what you're doing. But thank you so much for blessing us with your knowledge. And uh, much congratulations to you and your wife. And um, once again, I'll see you again to dive deep because we will have even more to talk about. But thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you, thank you. Okay. Deep Divers. Thank you, everyone. Thanks to everyone who's been here once again. Thank you for joining me. Deep Divers, this was a powerful show. Smash that like button and share the video. Smash that like button and share the video. Once again, thank you to the amazing Billy Carson for joining us and i'll see you again deep divers on another show with another amazing guest become your greatest version one love to each and every one of you peace Greetings, greetings, wonderful, beautiful deep divers. Shout out to all of you wonderful deep divers. We've got a very, very special guest, right? We're not going to waste time, right? We got the amazing brother back. Billy Carson returns on Infinite Waters diving deep. I'm so honored to have you once again. Like I say, thank you. Someone of your magnitude, all the great work you're doing. If you don't know deep divers, let me just tell you this billy carson is the founder and ceo of forbidden knowledge the best-selling author of the compendium of the emerald tablets and woke doesn't mean broke billy carson is also the founder and ceo of forbidden knowledge tv deep divers we're going to talk about ufos aliens ancient civilizations new earth ai hidden knowledge we've got so much to talk about but it's not about me i'm just here to listen <laughs> I'm just here to listen and so much has happened since we last talked so much has happened in the whole world the whole planet has just transformed first of all how have you been brother fantastic it's been life has been great I'm living my best life as I told you earlier off off camera just got married in Bora Bora on December the 4th 
at the congratulations four, four, 4 p.m <laughs> congratulations <laughs> so everything is great back from egypt again for the you know so i spent quite a bit of time in 2023 in egypt uh, over a month and uh glad to be here with you brother right right so let's start with this because i was scanning the news and in capitol hill there have been some people who have been trying to block lawmakers trying to disclose information about uaps and ufos so i wanted to start with 